Welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello. Ahoy. Uh, we're going to talk about minute 92 today, guys. In this minute, Spicer Lovejoy begins to chase Jack and Rose. Um, Earning that money. Yes. So... Starts out as soon as Spicer opens the bedroom door. It looks like he's got a gun in his hand. Yeah, I was going to say he reaches really quickly into his pocket and is just ready to shoot. Yeah. Do you think, do you think he's going to shoot Cal, Rose, both? Or, sorry, not Cal, Jack? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think he opened that door thinking they would be in that bed, you know, doing it? I don't know. He looked ready to, to draw. Shoot. <laughs> He's a cowboy, man. Yeah, he was ready to go. Like, I, yeah, I agree. Like, what was he gonna do? What would he have done? Would he have just like shot, just shot Jack right there? Yeah, just shot, shot both of them making love on the bed. If that's how we found them, and then, and then just drop the gun and run out, and then just reports back to Cal. Like, yep, they're dead. <laughs> Handled. Uh, so then they run to the elevator. Jack and Rose do. Uh, well, actually, I'm gonna ask a question before that. They they uh he, they kind of come out in the hallway and we kind of have this moment where they Jack and Rose are just sort of walking and then uh, it's not really until Rose like yells and starts running otherwise like Spicer sort of like maintaining a certain amount of formality during all of this it's a Terminator esque chase oh yeah it really is just yeah a, a stoic uh, robot of a man chasing two people who are running much more human-like i i've been going back to uh uh james cameron flicks while we go through this and i just recently rewatched uh the first terminator so you're right it is uh is very much like that um then the question i have is does Either one of them, does either Jack or Rose realize or have any idea how serious this might be to them? No. And if they do, they're not acting like it. And this, we talked about this last week. But, yeah, it. number one, they don't know where they're running. They're just running away. Yeah. Uh, they have nowhere to go except for his third-class uh, bunk. Uh, I'm going to let you uh, see if you can think of this. There's a moment in this minute where uh, – uh, Jack and Rose are running down that hallway, and Spicer Lovejoy is chasing them. And it reminded me of a moment you and I lived through, a moment of fright and terror. Do you <laughs> remember what that is? Very much. Would you Would you like to share that? Uh, a mutual friend of ours was overserved. <laughs> and he... Uh, let's... i got to make sure there's no identifying details in this story. Yep. We... Didn't we? Did we ride up the elevator with him because he couldn't walk upstairs? Uh, yep, yep. We rode up an elevator with him, and he began to get aggressive in this elevator. Yes. And then we we as soon as it opened, we ran down the hall and escaped. And then he went into my apartment and put on his 
Halloween costume. Yep. Which was a, a different Care Bear for those yep. of you who listened to our last show. For two Last Stone, uh, yep. series, I should say. Yep. And then we uh, we went, snuck down the hallway, peered in, and I'm sure I'm getting details wrong. Saw him wearing nothing but this costume, bare-chested, <laughs> and murder in his eyes. <laughs> and then we sprinted down the hallway, and he chased us, and we hid in a stairwell. Yep. <laughs> cowering. And then when we, we finally worked up the courage to open the stairwell door, the closet that contained like the cleaning supplies in the hallway was open. And spilled over. And and we assumed he was hiding in there. So I went around it like a SWAT team member. So went scared. In there. And then the apartment door was open. I went down there. Doors open. A faucet is running. <laughs> no sign of life in there. And I creeped in. And... The, the stench of vomit was more powerful than anything I've ever smelled. <laughs> I looked to my left towards his bedroom, and he's just face down on the floor with the... It was like a onesie Halloween costume, and the top half is just draped down atop his legs. <laughs> so I just see his pale, hairy, bare, bare back. I looked to my right, and he had puked in the, the bathroom sink. And, and left, left the, the faucet run. running, and the, the his sick had clogged the drain, and it was about to overflow in the sink. So I had to scream and run over to the sink and turn it off while it was just filled with his sick. To use an old Wild West term. <laughs> so now, whenever I watch this, I imagine just what if Spicer Lovejoy is just hammered, wearing half a Care Bear suit, chasing him down. Where the are wall. you guys going? Where are you guys going? <laughs> we maybe so, this. This might not be interesting to anyone else, but uh, I almost interrupted to yell at you guys and remind you that I was there. But then I realized there are multiple Care, Bo- Care Bear outfit shenanigans stories. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking halfway there. through it that you were there, too, and yeah. I was waiting for you to jump in. All right. Are you guys ready to go back to Titanic? Yes. Okay. Um, so they run to the elevator and they shut the door. Um, and I did... A lot more research on this than I should have, but I was trying to figure out how far they went in the elevator. So if Cal and Rose's suite was in B-52, B-54, and B-56, that means they're on the B deck here, and then they take the elevator down to the E deck. And we have this, uh, Rose gives him the finger, and I want to say this, guys, I love the shot through the, like, elevator grates. They look like they're at, those kids are having so much fun. Yeah, they're... Having so much fun not knowing what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Which is what you should do when you're that age. W- yeah, to be fair, that's what, yeah. Do you guys um, Do you guys ever give people the finger? No. Uh, no. I don't I'm, think so. I'm pretty sure it's how I'll be killed, but I'm a fan of giving people the finger if I'm in my car. Mm, I might really? do something dumb. I don't do it super often. I'd say maybe once a month. What's the Once a month is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time someone made me mad while I was driving. What's going on up there in Minnesota? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's all those mud ducks. There's something oddly satisfying about it because you have to give a minuscule more amount of effort. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so they go to the E-deck. Uh, 
fun facts. Uh, E-deck is uh, where the crew cabins were mostly at. And this is about uh, six to seven meters above the waterline, to give you an idea. Of, above of sea where. level? Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, the E-deck would include a master-at-arms office, second-class barbershop, and Scotland Road, which is like a long corridor um, that ran along the port side of E-deck, which we'll see later in the movie. So this is the, the staff wing? Yeah, essentially. Yep. And then it looks like they go down some stairs, so I'm assuming they then go down to F deck. Um and uh Jack knocks over that cart, which is pretty rude. Yeah, for no real good reason. Yeah. Um but the F deck includes a store, fireman's workspace, a squad uh a squash racquetball court, a swing bath as part of the Turkish bath complex, third-class steward rooms, a steerage dining saloon, third-class dining room, bakery, bakers and butchers cabins, engine casings, and engine quarters were on this deck. Uh, Joe, do you have anything else on this minute? No. Okay. Duff? Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is that I oh, wish Yakety Sax were playing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yeah, someone roots. All right, someone step up and take care of that. Yeah, this yes. is and this then, is a very Benny Hill chase if I've ever seen one. Um, and then I'm gonna throw out a challenge to the listeners: is to find, and we're not ta- thinking about when the movie is filmed. We're talking about when the movie is set. the The oldest instance of a character flipping someone off. Oh. So this is what 1912. 1912. Yeah. So now yep. we need to start finding examples pre 1912 in the world of the film. Of people, um, people uh, flipping someone off, uh, and then whoever wins will get a heart on Facebook instead of a simple like for me. <laughs> that will be your prize. This is up there with Rob's uh, pre World War One. Oh God, white wine, white wine challenge, <laughs> which a lot of people were able to uh, work. Which their way this movie disproves, I believe. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, guys. Survey results. Uh, I have a couple survey results, and then I have a lot. Just let me take a big sip of tea here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right. Survey results. Make sure you move that lemon around, Joe. Just gonna tea. put in my monocle here. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Someone loves. Just gonna put up this house of cards here. <laughs> <laughs> we ask people uh, what they love about the show. Someone said, every time Duff and Joe gang up on Rob. <laughs> That's my favorite part, too. They uh, got my comment. Uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> when I can hear their glasses in the background. <laughs> and Heart of the Oceans, who haven't seen Titanic. So we're hitting all the spots for this person. Mm, that yeah. was my idea. Um, this one, I- I'm just confused by it. We'll have to talk about it. But they say... Uh, the question was, what are they like least about our show? And they said, uh, a little lag between guests due to internet calling. Solved by listening in 1.3x speed, but it ruins Joe and Duff's long, no-sale reactions to Rob's insanity. Here's the thing, guys. We're all in the same room. Yeah, we live together. Yeah. yeah we are. <laughs> From the, the Crow's Nest studio. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're actually on a triple bunk bed, and we each get our own bunk. That's how we record this. <laughs> We have our little microphones that we hold. Uh, we each have tubes of like empty toilet paper tubes that we've taped together. Then they all come together at a point right in front of the microphone, and that's how we do this. Yep. 
Um, We're actually recording this onto a wax cylinder <laughs> that we mail that wax cylinder to iTunes and then yep. they turn it into a podcast. That's right. Pretty neat. That's how, it is cool. Uh, a lot of people don't know you can uh, submit podcasts that way, but but we've proved that you can. Uh, another one that we have, these are different people, by the way. These aren't the same entry. Uh, anything else? Kind of say, hey, you know, anything else you want to tell us? And they said that Caroline is amazing and is a good balance. Uh, Do they need the newsletter? The newsletter, because they said, I look forward to her rational thoughts each week. (laughs) Well, me too. Uh, Sinking feeling reminds me of, like, Jane Goodall describing chumps. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, This one's looking aggressive. (laughs) Duff seemed hungry and sad today. I what you do to is put sh- your you put your hand palms up out to them and it calms them. <laughs> She's writing a dissertation on shut-ins. Yeah. Um, I tried opening the blinds just a quarter of the way. Joe shrieked and hid under his covers for three hours. <laughs> I'm like a cat when you move and it won't go from under the couch for like three weeks. If someone opens the blinds, that's what I do. Rob has been in an empty room for two hours, <laughs> still talking. <laughs> um, but, guys, I want to get serious for a minute, and I'm seriously saying I want to get serious. We also will take uh, longer emails. These would not be anonymous, obviously, but you can send us an email. At, well, you uh, can make a burner email, I guess. That's true. Uh, TitanicMinute at gmail.com with some you know, longer thoughts. We had uh, read... Uh, our uh, uh, Kate's uh, story of watching Titanic before, so feel free to send any note. We have one We're here. saving a really good one for later in the movie. So this is a long one, but I, I think it's worth reading the whole thing. Um, so this guy uh, writes, Hi guys, just want to say that I'm loving the podcast and to keep up the good work. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it brightens, but. <laughs> it brightens up my lunch break every, each day. Well, I don't always agree with you guys. I'm not going to lie. I know. You make me laugh. Not sure if you guys are planning on including listener views at various points. Well, we are. But just in case. Uh, if they're compliments, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one fan's perspective on the movie. You may find some of what I'm about to say as cheesy as some of Cameron's dialogue, but I hope you can stick with me. I've been a Titanic buff since I was eight years old, and I'm now 35, and the fascination has never went away. Seeing Cameron's Titanic in cinemas at the age of 15 was what got me into movies and movie scores. Having lived with old black and white movies of Titanic and still photography, seeing the Titanic on screen and faithfully reproduced was incredible for Titanic geeks. While Cameron took certain liberties with the accepted history, his recreation of the ship was pretty much bang on. The depiction of the sinking was also terrifying to me, and without trying to sound too dramatic, the final moments of the ship's plunge literally made my jaw drop when I first saw it, and it changed the way I saw movies and the power they can have. Say what you like, the love story, but Cameron's depiction of the sinking was gut-wrenching. So while the above reasons were enough for me to fanboy this movie, there is another reason I think Titanic resonated with me more than I had anticipated. Growing up as a closeted gay teen in a very unaccepting community in the 90s, I could relate to Rose. While everyone would have uh, expected me to be joining the army of prepubescent girls fawning over Leo, it was Kate's character that I connected with. While I had no desire to whip on a gown and launch myself off the back of a ship, her loneliness, her desire to break out, and her hopelessness all struck a chord with me. Seeing her finally achieve freedom and clinging on to hope is what got me through some very dark times. While the older me can see the flaws in much of Titanic's dialogue, 
At 15, I was less cynical and jaded about life, so the clunky dialogue never bothered me and still doesn't, to be honest. In fact, I think its purity and simplicity is what gives a love story its charm. It's not clever. It's not trying to be cool or self-knowing. It's just pure in its representation of teenage emotions and how dramatic and earth-changing they can seem at the same time, even if life distills it eventually. So yeah, even though I'm older now with a full-time job and family, Titanic remains the most moving experience I've had in a movie theater. It's easy to mock it and put success down to teenage girls, and it's easy to take digs at Cameron's barely serviceable dialogue, but I honestly don't think we'll see another movie that had the same universal impact that Titanic did. Other movies may make more money as ticket prices increase over the years, but in terms of global appeal across cultures, ages, and gender, I think Titanic is a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon, and I'm glad you guys are spending all this time talking about it. Looking forward to the rest of the journey, Lee, a listener from the UK. So, a touching, touching story. It really is. We, uh, uh, I, I think, I first off, Lee, thanks for listening. I hope you're still listening. Um, but <laughs> also, like, I feel like we were properly owned in this email a little bit. Uh, so, what? I'm not owned. <laughs> I'm Dump, not. Are you owned? I'm not owned, and I'm also not mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me. But I mean, in all in all in all sincerity, uh, we got this. We got this this note, and it was it was awesome to to read and find out, and sort of also check ourselves a little bit, and at least I'll check myself that it's fun to make fun of things, but it's it is useful with you know both uh you know Lee's story, and also we've had previous Heart of the Oceans that have talked about how much this movie oh, meant God. to them. I, but, I don't disagree uh, with a word he said. No, I don't either. I just saw it at the wrong age. Yeah, timing is everything about almost all stuff that you take. And and I media. and there's uh, like we're about to get to like the hour of the movie that I think rules. So and I just, I, even know. you know even as someone who loved this movie before doing this, I I never really thought about this impact, the impact to. Um, either closeted or non-closeted uh, LGBT people. And even before Lee had sent this, I think, and I may have, we may have tweeted these out, I'm not sure, There's but I BuzzFeed, saw, yeah. there, were ar- there were articles for both men, it was funny that both men and women talking about how um, Titanic was kind of a sexual awakening or mm-hmm. um, if not awakening, they might have already known it, it was uh, an affirmation and um rose for women jack for men um and it was i had never really looked at from that angle so that was uh i had a new appreciation for it and uh i i think it's okay to say this that uh we had one person i sincerely comment in uh the facebook steerage group that titanic was when they figured out they were bisexual yeah yeah um so. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting like sub uh, like interesting thing to learn as we kind of I mean obviously we know wh- how much money this movie made and you know all the stories around it we've dug into a lot more on it but yeah just kind of seeing how this impacted people in you know a, you're a teenager you're you're vulnerable when you're seeing this at that age too it's a, look it's you know to know that it's uh, so important in people's lives I uh, I just hope that we haven't turned too many people away with our nonsense is this. Is this minute the uh, the the, cry? the Brock love it at the end of the movie moment <laughs> yes. when we let, we, it in. we let it in we throw our cigar in the ocean because we don't feel like celebrating anymore? <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Because of you, we can let this movie in. 
Uh, no, but it, uh, like I said, anyone else has anything else they want to send in, titanicminute at gmail.com, and uh, we'll gladly share your story about uh, about watching Titanic. Uh, all right, guys. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, uh, listeners, we will be back tomorrow with a Heart of the Ocean in Minute 93. <laughs> Thank you.